Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, it's 1136 and you're in the zone. Dr. O'Malley standing by on the Brandon Moving in Storage Hotline. He's with UAMS. And as I mentioned, if you want some free medical advice, as long as it's related to orthopedics, like if you want to, like some cancer help or, uh, you know, maybe like a, you need some heart you get some heart issues, maybe we point you in another direction. I'm sure Doc's got some background. You know, there's general practice I'm sure you had to go yeah, through yeah, did along you, the way. They give you kind of every, you get kind of an overview when you start out, right, Doc? I mean, they don't just make you uh, an orthopedist yeah. right out of the gate. Yeah, but I, I don't want to. I'm just a dumb orthopedist. You don't really <laughs> want me taking care of your heart. <laughs> Bones and joints. That's what we're talking today. Yeah. Heart yeah, issues, uh, yeah, we'll call somebody else. Yeah, that's like a, I approached a lawyer one time, and I was like, hey, if this happens and this happens, can I sue the guy? And she's like, uh, I don't know. I do contract law, like corporate contract. I don't I don't really deal with that. Specialty stuff. I'm, yeah. It's the law. It's all the same. You're like, you know what? I'm going to go watch two seasons of Suits, and I'll figure this out before you, you'll tell me. There's no doubt. Yeah. Mike, Ross exactly. Mike Ross would have tackled it. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about some injuries. And uh, what were we talking about before that? I won't get Doc into our, our little shenanigans. I won't ask him about that. Um, what do you think is the hardest sport to play? Is that what the question was? Yeah. What do you think is the hardest? Doc, you've been around a lot of athletes. What do you think is the hardest sport to play? What were some offerings? Some okay, so legitimate offerings, leg- not dumb ones. Well, Chris d- brought up water polo in the break, and I'm like, that would be that hard was as heck. One, one of the texters wrote in, kudos to one of our texters from the 479 who said water polo. I got, when that was suggested, it's hard for me just knowing what that takes to the top. What do you think, Doc? I would, yeah, I agree. I think water polo, like if you get out there, I mean, you can't touch the bottom. You're swimming the entire time. You're wrestling underwater. Like, uh, that's hard to beat. Someone is I mean, trying to drown you. Wrestling would be up there, too. Wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, wrestling's tough. I didn't want to do it. I didn't, because there's the whole weight cutting it, thing. It's too. top five hardest sports to play. And they did this on ESPN. And so here were the top five, Doc. Number five, football. Number four, curling. Number three, <laughs> that's dumb. tennis. Number two, golf, and number one, baseball. Hitting a baseball is supposed yeah. to be the hardest thing in sports. Th- right. I mean, curling, you can drink a beer and play at the same time, so I'm not really exactly. sure I'd put that at the top of, mm-hmm. like, that's like, like a, I'm a dad playing on the sidelines. That sounds like, I like curling. It's fun, but I don't know that it's that hard. I like curling? You've done it? Yeah, dude. Have you never done it? No. It's pretty fun. Where do you do yeah. curling at? At the stadium? Not around here. I did okay. We had it in residency. Okay. Yeah, like one of the ice rinks had a curling. Like you go out and curl, like they'd like take your beer and go curl. I bet if like we started, a, if they would let us start a curling league at the stadium, I bet people would do it. They love all kinds of stuff. They're, like the Little Rock Kickball Association is yeah, huge. Yeah. Yeah, Larry does. Larry does a great job yeah. with that. But I mean, I think it's just because it's a novelty. People would be down for it. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so Texter writes in, just Chuck. He said, wasn't there a group of dads decided to create a curling team and practice for seven months? They end up making the Olympics. I, don't know I think that. I do remember that story, actually. Yeah, there's that. that's dumb. It doesn't belong on the list. It's idiotic. Anyway, all right, let's get to some real uh, Doc stuff here. I got a question for you already, Doc. Look at that. Chuck wants some free advice. Chuck, what do you got? You're on with Dr. O'Malley from UAMS. Thank you, thank you. Um, I had had some uh, what I thought was rotator cuff problems for about the last eight months, um, soreness. Certain positions were excruciatingly painful, um, and I was a little worried about it. And this past weekend, I was getting rid of an old refrigerator, and I was lifting it in the back of a truck. And I not only could I feel, but I could actually hear noises coming from my shoulder, and it hurt very, very badly. And I thought I had done some catastrophic damage to my shoulder. I woke up the next day, and my shoulder felt better than it's felt in eight months. What could, have, what could that have been? 
Yes, I mean, you probably have some bursitis or tendonitis. You might have stretched it out while you're doing that, while you're moving that stuff around. Um, and so it's, it's one of the – or you could have had um, uh, what's called adhesive capsulitis or frozen shoulder where your shoulders get stiff. Again, you stretched it out. So uh, if your shoulder shoulders can pop a little bit, that's not worrisome as long as it doesn't hurt. So if you're feeling better, I wouldn't worry about it too much. But if you start to say this getting worse, or particularly I'm having night pain, uh, it's waking me up at night, I'd definitely get in to see somebody for that. No, it's, it, it was probably three or four days ago, and it, and it feels better and continues to feel better than it has in forever. So then I'm I not worried about it anymore. I'm just, I'm just I would very, not worry about it. I, I'm just very curious. It was very weird to injure myself to improvement. I've I've never experienced that before. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's not a common story, but it can happen. All right, Chuck, I'm glad your uh, shoulder is unfrozen or whatever the heck it is going on there. Thank you for the time. <laughs> uh, Doc, have you seen this device? I'm going to ask you about this, too. It wasn't on my list, but... Uh, I can't remember who it is. Maybe it's like, um, who's the quarterback that does stuff on ESPN that I really like? Dan uh, Orlovsky. Orlovsky. Yeah. I think he's one of the guys promoted. It's like a, it's like a thing with a ball on it. And you swing it around if you've got a shoulder issue. Have you seen this device? And it's supposed to like help your shoulder pain. I don't know. I think I, I, I searched for shoulder pain one time two years ago, and it still it comes up on my phone all the time. Yeah, it's going to pop up on ours too. So, yeah. A lot of people have shoulder pain because, right, they'll go to the gym, they work out, they're like, my shoulder still bothers me. It's because when you're at the gym, you're working your pec, you're working your big muscles. They're not working the rotator cuff, small muscles in their shoulder. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that's probably working the rotator cuff and strengthening their shoulder. So that's underlying. That's what it does. It's the same thing our therapy does. Yeah. But that his thing's probably a whole lot cheaper than sending that therapy. I'll tell you something super dumb. I went to uh, Mexico a couple years ago and I played volleyball all day, like five of the days I was there, in the pool, on the beach, everywhere. Came back, shoulders killing me for like a month. So I was like, okay, next time I go, I'm going to prep. <laughs> so like for two months beforehand, that's I'm doing, what it is. Yeah, I, it's true. Yeah. I was doing rotator cuff stuff, like these little things where you're like stretching it and strengthening it. And these, I've got, I found some exercise online. Went down there, played all week, no problem. Yep. Boom. So that's all you had to do. Yes, doctor, heal thyself. Uh, anyway, most of the stuff you need to know, you can find on Google. But if you really need to be that's fixed. That's exactly what Dr. O'Malley wants you to say you, right there. Well, yes. If you're really broken, he's got to fix you, though. <laughs> Preventative medicine, though, you can find some good ideas on, on uh, the YouTube, right, Doc? I think it's great. No, I'm happy. It's great when people have tried that because then we know it's not going to work, right? Um, and a lot of people, times people come in, like, I hurt. I'm like, well, try these exercises. It's really all you need to do. So by them trying that before they come in, they've at least checked that off of, hey, we don't need to do that. We'll move on to step number two, which a lot of times imaging or injection uh, if they've done the therapy already. Have, as the internet, uh, that's helping, but has it hurt you guys in your profession anyway, like it has in general practitioners where people come in and are insistent, like, this is what it is, I looked it up, and you're and they're like, no, it's not. Has that the same thing happened with you guys where people come in and think they can self-diagnose even though it's orthopedics and they don't know what's on the inside? Yes, uh, and I don't mind people, but if you came to me for my opinion and you're paying for my opinion, you'd be nice to just listen to my opinion. I don't care if you want to listen to it or not, but like, that's the, the hard part. It's like we are trained. And so just because what you read, and that's the problem, like people are like, well, AI can take over what we do. Actually not, because if you don't get put in good symptoms, you're not going to get the right diagnosis. So a lot of what I'm doing is I'm listening to what the patient's telling me, but I'm also examining and going, well, that sounds like a rotator cuff, but it's actually not a rotator cuff because of this. Um, and so um, it, it's a combination of looking at the patient, also hearing what they're telling you to make the right diagnosis. And sometimes they don't want to hear it. Um, and they just want to tell you what their problem is. I always wonder why they come in to see me if that's what they want to do. Um, but my job is to try to get them better and to give them the correct diagnosis. Well, everybody know who's seen the doc uh, was happy with the diagnosis and the fix. So leave him, leave him alone and just listen to him. Uh, Trey Young, hopefully listening to his doctors, he has a torn radial collateral ligament, 
and it's listed as the fifth finger in his left hand. I'm like, I don't know if that's the thumb or the pinky, but why don't you just say the thumb or the pinky? Anyway, he's undergoing surgery. Okay. Yeah, so that's actually interesting um, because it's actually something he needs surgery for because gripping a basketball, you can't do when that ligament's torn. Mm. Um, and so that's why he's having it. That, that ligament provides him the ability to have good grip strength so he can play basketball. Uh, it sounds like it's, what, four to six weeks for him to come back. They'll probably put some suture in there to protect the repair because even at four to six weeks, it's not completely healed. Um, but that should be enough time for him to come back and, and return from that injury. Uh, Justin Verlander's shoulder says it's ramping up the intensity of his throwing during a bullpen session this week. This is according to MLB.com. So coming back from any kind of shoulder problem, and I, it's interesting because I talked to Hagen Smith about this. So in the same vein, uh, I want to ask you about pitchers coming back, and I realize that these guys work out, they pitch, they throw on the offseason, they're preparing for the season. But even Hagen Smith, the guy who's an All-American, is going to be put on somewhat of a limitation on the number of pitches they're going to let him throw in a game until they get a little further down the road. What's the proper, in your experience, Doc, what's the proper process there? Yeah, so and I've even seen a couple um, high school athletes that are playing next year at D1 schools that they're not ready to pitch yet, even though the seasons are starting. The reason is they're not stretched out well enough. I have patients that come in and you ask, what can they do? Um, so big thing for, for pitchers is they get – internal rotation deficit or GERD, the acronym we use for it, mm-hmm. they, they lose internal rotation. It's because of throwing the baseball so much. And they need to do what's called the sleeper stretch. And a lot of schools don't focus on this, but if you notice any major league pitcher before, when they're warming up, a lot of what they're doing is actually stretching before they ever touch that mound. Um, and so preparing for the season and even the beginning of the season and throughout the season, our pitchers need to be doing, and even throwers in general, need to be doing stretches, and particularly the sleeper stretch so they don't get a really tight posterior capsule or the back of their shoulder gets tight. And that causes them to hurt and not be able to throw with velocity. And so a good stretching program and then progressing instead of just going, I'm just going to go throw a bullpen session, they're throwing short, uh, short toss and then long toss, and then they're getting on the mound. They're not killing it initially when they get on the mound and then they're progressing back into full form. Um, and so it, it takes months. Like, to get our pitchers ready, it's really a two- to three-month process. It's not a, hey, baseball starting, you're going to go pitch next week. Um, that's where we get our pitchers in trouble, and that's why they get hurt. Most of our pitchers' issues are a stretching problem and a progression problem. They're not acclimated to pitching at the level that they need to be when the season starts. Gotcha. All right, we got to run. If you need Doc, uh, get a hold of him and listen to him when you get there. 501-526-1046. UAMSHealth.com slash orthopedics and three locations, Autumn Road, Colonel Glenn, and Shackelford West. Doc, thank you. Catch you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Thanks, guys.